Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Steven. And Kyle. And it is another Monday morning. Uh, hopefully, we got to hang out with some of you this past weekend at Medicon in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, if we did, past us, we'll be super stoked to meet you and as will be our future selves. For sure. Yeah, so um, we're going to do something a little different today. Sometimes we get exceptionally long listener encounters, which is too long to feature before a show. So we're just going to start featuring them as their own show. That way they don't get pushed pushed to the wayside and they can still be featured. And uh, These personal encounters are pretty cool. They're one of my favorite things about the show. So we still want to take a chance or still want to give them an opportunity, I should say, to get their experiences out there. So that's what we're going to be featuring today. But first, got to get through all the business. So check us out at all social medias. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Reddit. Search up the Hollow Sky Podcast, and we will be there. Come be part of the community, part of the Hollow Cult, and just share your weird life with us. It's a, it's a good time. If you have a paranormal experience that you'd like to share for us to feature on a future show, uh, Kyle's got all the info on that. You can call or text the Holophone, which is going to be 618-556-0837. You can write your stories out and submit them to the email, which is going to be holoskypodcast at gmail.com. If you would like an interview with us, you can also send it to that email or hollow sky interviews at gmail.com, whichever one floats your boat there. Uh, Cause we are going to start trying to work interviews in on record nights. So we can change it up a little bit for everybody. Um, you can, you can also record yourself with your, your smartphone in any way, like audio wise, shoot that over to the email and we can use that too. So any way that you want to get us, your weird story, please do. And we'll get it on the show. If you'd like to support the show, there's plenty of ways to do it. We have our store set up. You can go check some stuff out over there. Uh, there should be a new shirt up by now at this point. Uh, we're featuring it first release at Metacon. Um, if it's not up, it will be up shortly. Hope everybody digs that. Anybody that tuned in the night shift last week got a little sneak peek at it. Uh, you can check out stuff there, see if there's anything you're interested in. We've got a Patreon. If you like to listen to us so much that you want to hear extra of our sultry voices, you can go pick a tier out over there. We got some goodies, some freebies, and all kinds of stuff going on. We got a Venmo if you'd like to send us some monster money, <laughs> some pocket change to support all of our bad habits. We appreciate you. <clears throat> the best things you can do as a listener is A, share the show. Put us out on all social medias, word of mouth. That's how the hollow cult grows. And the bigger it is, the closer we get to doing this full time. And if we can do this full time, that means more content for you guys. It's really a win-win across the board. And you can go to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a wonderful five-star rating and review. And if I find it, I will gladly shout you out. That being said, today's five-star review comes to us from our friend, LJ Skies. LJ says, every episode hooks me in, five stars. Every episode hooks me in quicker than a first hit on the baseline. Great coverage of all things weird. Don't miss the night shift episodes. Keep it up. LJ, we're sending you five stars right back because we appreciate you. We're glad to have you as part of the Hollow Cult, and the kind words are good to hear. Absolutely, good to hear. We definitely don't get tired of hearing those. Yeah, yeah, it's it's nice. It is nice. It's nice. Usually, right here, we would do our listener experience of the day before we get into a regular episode, but today's listener experience is a lengthy one, so we're gonna dive right into that. I'm pretty excited for it. I was scanning through it here, saw some Ouija board stuff. It should be 
pretty interesting. <clears throat> so it's from our anonymous friend titled Paranormal Experience. It says, hey guys, so the following is my personal experience that I had when I was 20 years old. As I am now 38, I'm having to reach pretty far back for the details. I wrote this up over the course of the last hour or two. If this is too bulky or hard to follow in order for it to be shared, I can edit this up a bit and put it to a better flow. The names are odd because it's easier for me to use aliases to keep these names straight than it is for me to sub fake real names, such as I'd like to remain anonymous. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out. This must be prefaced that all of the occurrences that will be recounted in this are from a time in my life where there was a lot of reliance on alcohol and late night parties. Some of the nights we did stuff, we were three sheets to the wind. Other times we were sober as saints. Well, more likely we were recovering from a hangover. You get the drift. Through this story, there is also a pretty severe trauma that will unfold. So as memory goes, I'm doing my best to remain as true to what happened as I can. That being said, I did not gather permission from many of the other parties involved to write this. As such, names will be changed. That being said, this all went down in the late 2000s. My name is not really important, as we'll be writing this story in first person. When all of this happened, I was on the cusp of drinking age. The group of friends that I hung out with ranged from 16 to 20 for the most part. We listened to bad music, we drank a lot, but that was it for the most part. There were a few in the group that experimented with drugs, but I was hardcore against any drug use at my house. We'd hang out and drink, but none of that other stuff around me. The core group of my friends were all guys and all nerds. We played D&D often, though it was a casual type of play without all the character talking and dressing up. We did LAN parties, OG Xbox boys, pre-Xbox live days, playing Halo, I'm talking 8 by 8 games with all the drunken idiots shouting <laughs> tank horrors and fucking campers. And it's all fun and games until someone's vehicle gets vandalized. You remember those days, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yes, we do. <laughs> made Outside, me smile when Steve was reading that. That's, I, it did. It takes, it takes us back to a time where everything seemed a little less chaotic, if that's believable, compared to what we just read. It was really simple. Little, yeah, a little, a little less. I don't want to say important, but kind of yes. <laughs> <laughs> a little less responsibilities. All right. Outside of this core group, there was a younger crowd. They knew us as a few of them were a couple years younger, but liter had literally grown up around the same block. Along with this group were a number of females as well. We referred to them as friends because they were always bumming cigarettes off of people. <laughs> Sounds like the crew we grew up with. <laughs> as many of these stories start, one night there was alcohol and then there was a Ouija board. Now you need a setting to understand the environment where all this went down. We live in the Australia of America. Go Florida, man. <laughs> a lot has changed in the 20 some odd years since this all went down. But where we lived, it was pretty quiet. I mean, after 11 p.m., the main drag through town was relatively dead and the street lights just ran on timers. That kind of quiet. So in a place that is that quiet, you'll have kids trying to get crazy. And for the most part, our hangouts were rather tame. At least they were until the Ouija board showed up. I wasn't there the first night they started using it, but my best friend, Tannen, was. I was skeptical of messing with stuff like that. Now, I love a good conspiracy theory. So things like aliens, crop circles, cryptids, the occult, all of it has fascinated me for as long as I can remember. And then I remember the scariest shit I ever read was all these ancient boards from Salem and the witch trials. So I was more than skeptical that Mattel branded a board they bought down at Wally World and was going... So I was more than skeptical that the Mattel branded board they bought down at Wally World was going to communicate with the spirit world. But the only other thing I remember reading was a warning regarding using the boards was not to use in the presence of a mirror as that it can act as a gateway. I know I seem like I'm rambling, but I'm trying to paint a picture for you all because it's a roller coaster. Anyway, Tanum starts telling me about the spirit that they were in contact with named Jake and that he was a nine-year-old boy. They had been drinking 
and thought it would be funny to teach him to spell his name as Pimp instead of Jake. That way, we'd know if it was him we were talking to in the future. Later, with the addition of some others to the experience, they told me about Natas, another entity that they were speaking with. That's N-A-T-A-S, for those keeping track. So immediately, I'm yeah, like, come on. Spells. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's why I wanted to spell that out. Yeah. So immediately, I'm like, come on, guys, you're idiots. Satan backwards, that's the best you could come up with. So I ignored it for a while. But eventually, they got me to start touching and using the board as well. I did this with specific instructions uh, to all, though. If we were going to keep fucking with this thing, we had to make sure we were always close the board and that we never did this in a room with mirrors. More rules would come into play later, but mostly we all agreed not to be idiots with it. It was just a lot of fun at first, but then it started getting weird. The moment I touch the board, the communication starts becoming more and more fluid from Jake and Natas both. Natas would reveal to us later why this was the case. We put on fake lab coats and experimented with who had the most influence when using the board. I kid, there were no lab coats. And it seemed that it moved best as long as either myself or Tanum were part of the conversation. But even without us in the mix, even with newer people on the board, uninitiated Jake would show up and spell his name with our code. That's kind of strange. It is super weird. That they had the code and people who didn't know the code were using the board and he still came in and spelled the code word. Uh, I'm already weirded out by the story because there's a lot of... Uh, I don't know, man, like... The way they go about having a conversation with this thing is bizarre to me because I realize that they're drinking and they're having a good time. I feel like there are some knowledgeable undertones to what they're doing. The way they they set up guidelines to the whole situation. Oh, yeah. It's just really fucking weird to me. And the fact that they drunk, set up a You're code. just going to be laughing and and asking stupid questions i just feel like there's these little undertones that are shining through that suggest that somebody if That's, not all of them but then again they did play D. so maybe oh, yeah, that bled true. over a little bit that's true i didn't think about that right and it it is i don't know that right off the rip I would have thought to make a code that way. If I involve people that have no idea that I've made contact with this entity and it uses the code that almost a hundred percent eliminates them from, from being Paul part of any like fallacy I'm putting together. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's strange, man. It was a smart, smart move. Yeah. But like I said, once again, that it has these undertones to it that, suggest more to the story yeah you got us you got us so far our anonymous friend i'm in okay so he is at the point where the new people are using the board and it is spilling its code name out to them in the stories my friend had told me up until now they discovered that all of us had souls that had lived many lives here on earth i remember specifically a lot of talk of the era during the maya perhaps Egyptians as well. The details are fuzzy on that, and who knows how much of it is bullshit even to inflate the egos of those using the board. I can't tell you. Now, I'm a sucker for a good story, but I'm also aware that people are assholes and they just like to mess with people. However, the main individuals involved I knew wouldn't be fueling something like this, so I decided to test Jake. We were hanging out in my room, a bunch of us, probably five people or so. We were chatting with Jake. Our friend, Sev was on the way to pick up the girls and they were getting impatient, wanting to know where he was at. Jake, reportedly, was able to keep track of us at all times. So I ask him, Jake, where's Sev at right now? And tentatively, the rectacle spelled out a street name. Now, time check here, people. Cell phones at this point in time is a device meant for calls and SMS only. Nextel was the biggest thing around because you could two-way people. Sev just happened to have one, so I chirped him. 
Chirp, chirp. What's up? Sev asked. You could hear his radio in the background. Yeah, you almost to the friends? Where are you at right now? I asked, figuring that this was going to be a dud from Jake after all. Sev replies, I'm at the light on Long Island Avenue. Why? I was stunned. Sure as fucking shit, that was the street that Jake had spelled out just moments earlier. We lost our minds. Talking to Jake was fun and game all, fun and games all the time. He was this cool little personality that just had fun every time we talked to him. He had told us how he died, and I recall it was a fucked up situation, but I'd be telling lies if I tried to recount it. If I recall, he died in the early 30s or 40s. Natas, though, was foreboding. Jake knew him. He told us that we can he told us that we can trust Natas, that he is one of the good guys. These conversations would be going on for weeks at this point, and we all started to see Jake as kind of like a little brother to us. But he said Natas was usually around and that he was here to protect Jake. Eventually, Natas started having more direct conversations with us and started talking about how it wasn't safe any longer. Which is... <laughs> Dude, this is this is giving me the heebie-jeebies. I know, bro. Like, the, like I'm, I'm living in the room with him as you're reading the story and think about that dude think about getting sucked that far into it where they're talking to this thing for weeks on end oh a hundred percent he's i mean essentially like he is telling a story of a hangout that we would have been a part of when we were 18 years old a hundred percent you know what i mean Absolutely. Like, like all of us being like at the Stevens boys house, all of us being yep. there just it's a Friday night. We don't have anything better to do. We're just fucking off. And if somebody would have pulled out a Ouija board, we would have been in the exact same spot. A hundred percent. Exact same spot. The way he described all of this, it literally makes me feel like it's nostalgic. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's weird. That's the best way to put that. Yeah. It's, it's strange. Cause you could totally see it, see it going down at one of our houses. Absolutely. If, if we would have been in, like, we've always been into the weird, but we, like at that point in our lives, we, we had a hundred different irons in the fire. Yeah. If we would have been on a remotely close path to this, then, you know, there would have been a Ouija board there. Oh, yeah. yeah. And with the, our group of friends, it would have got pushed real far. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, we didn't have a care in the world then. No. Anything, anything could have came through that board, and we'd have been ready to go. Oh yeah. Anyway, sorry for the tangent. It just, it's, it, the story has a weird nostalgia to it. It really does. Okay, let me see where we're at here. It wasn't safe any longer. As the story would unfold, the core group of friends discovered that we have a magnetic attraction to each other, and are always destined to cross paths. Some of us were star-crossed lovers. Others meant for this or that. Typical ego stroking, but then the attention was turned toward me, and Natas explained that I am like a conduit for the energy needed for this communication, and that my energy protects those with me from darker influences getting access to the board. I've always been kind of a stoic personality, and I have a calming effect on a lot of people. Most of us didn't see a reason to belabor the point, and in the end, we decided that to be safe, we'll store the board at my house and only use it when I'm around. Thinking back on all that happened, there are more interactions that we have with these two entities, and I remember a third as well, because something was trying to impersonate Jake at one point. But I'd have to mediate on it and see if I can jog anybody else's memories. That makes it like worse. It. Well, there's some more synchronicities here. <laughs> I know what you're going to say. When he started... when that thing was describing the personalities in the room. He, what do you call them? Star lovers or something like that? Star cross, star cross lovers. Yeah. So you have the reference to us being star brothers. Yep. And then you also have the fact that homie is a conduit. And what did egress yep. put on your plate? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> man, I can't remember the exact. A rift jewel anchor. Yeah, rift jewel anchor. Which could more That's or less weird. Be, I was thinking the same thing. There's a lot of similarities there. 
I was thinking the same thing. And my tarot card reading, I got the Star Brother card. Yeah. The fact, or no, yeah, I got the Star Brother card, but it was Charlie that called us Soul Brothers, how we are destined to do this forever, which is this whole magnetic thing that got referenced to them. It's very bizarre. It is. You read that, I'm like, this is really fucking weird right now. I thought the same thing when they said conduit for energy. I'm like, man, what? that was so similar to what Egress kept saying. Yep. That's weird. All That's right. super weird. All right. Everything I've talked about up till now is pretty tame. But then one night when I was at work, I got a message from Sev. He stopped by my place and grabbed the Ouija board. He was going to go hang out with the girls. I probably said something along the lines of don't be stupid and I left it at that. My friends were always welcome to come and go, and I trusted them all implicitly as they were as we were a very tight-knit group. I worked overnight at the time, and I started getting a bad feeling, which tends to happen from time to time. It was a grave feeling, though, because I can still imagine the chill crawling up my spine and my hair standing up as goosebumps rose all over my body. It occurred to me that the girls have a huge mirror in their upstairs room. Normally, the hangout spot at their house was on the porch but it was in the middle of the two or three weeks of chilly weather that we get down here. So I assumed correctly they'd be upstairs in their room. I took my break and I called Sev, but it was too late. When I called, he was already getting back into his truck, but he was telling me about what happened. They didn't cover the mirror before engaging the board and immediately things weren't like they normally were. I believe whoever got on the board tried to act like they were Jake but something just wasn't right. He said they talked to him for a while before realizing they never asked him to spell his name after he confirmed his identity. Sev said their mouths went dry when the rectacle spelled out J-A-K-E. One of the girls pleaded with him to stop messing around and spell his name already, but the same thing happened. J-A-K-E. Whatever it was they were talking to must have realized the jig was up on their little game. One of the girls, she was particularly sensitive to this type of thing, got chilled to the bone and urged them to close the board, so they did. I dreaded asking the question, but Sev Sev confirmed that they had forgotten to cover the mirror before engaging the board. There was a lot of peculiar things that happened while they were using the board, but less than two weeks after what happened, Sev walked into his girlfriend's home complaining of a headache and passed out in her hallway. They life-flighted him to the hospital, and he fought with, uh, fought for his life for weeks before the doctors finally told us that there was no hope. I s- <sighs> Whoa. That's heavy. That's... <sighs> Damn. Yeah, that got fucking real fast. Yeah. I still remember getting the call with the news from his girlfriend that they were going to pull the plug on him. I remember the terrifying drive up there, weaving through traffic, wanting to say goodbye before it was gone. I remember he held on till every single one of us made it back there to see him. I was the second to the last person to say my farewell. He died when his girl went in after me. I don't know if what happened that night has any correlation to his death or not. I only have the information that the family shared with me, and that was an infection of a mutated strain of an unknown disease that they hadn't seen before. He wasn't even 21 years old. This, of course, led to some pretty dark times in our lives. The group was never quite the same after that. One by one, we all unraveled after that and went our own ways. I still keep in touch with a couple, but the most that were involved with the board I don't speak to any longer. Struggling to deal with that led to some interesting sessions of past life regression. I haven't had a lot of paranormal experiences in my life. I think I saw a UFO when I was 9 or 10 living in Michigan. Thinking back on that, it was around 1994 when that flap went through Lake Michigan. After 20 years of reflection, I still don't know what I believe. But what I know is that as human beings, all of our lives are tangled in a web so vast that are trying to comprehend the nature of such a thing would invite insanity. So that's my story. I could be making a mountain out of a molehill. I wish I'd written more of this down sooner. I don't talk to a lot of people that were involved any longer but I may reach out to gather their recollections to see how they feel about it. In any case, I never thought I'd be telling anyone this story, Hollow Sky, but I figured I'd throw it out there. If there's a snowball chance in hell it gets featured and someone listening 
is one of the parties involved. I hope you don't mind my retelling of this situation. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Always wanted to be a part of something like that, of what you guys have put together. And as you say, stay weird and stay safe. Wow. <sighs> Anonymous. Man. That's wild, man. That hit a lot of... Uh, nerves that, that I didn't anticipate. Yeah. That shit reminds me of Ernie. Yeah. It reminds me of you when you had the weird blister thing and got corn makeshift oh, quarantined yeah. at the fucking hospital. Yeah. Uh wow. Like it dude, like you you hit it on the head with the nostalgia. Like it it almost feels like somebody lived our life in a parallel universe. Yeah. Like at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's like so it just, their version was a little bit more extreme, but not it's, really. Cause we lost a friend too, but it's just like, yeah, and holy shit. It's just that their, their runabouts were a little more paranormal fueled than ours were. Yeah. We were too busy playing in metal bands and prank yeah. warring each other and shit like that. Yeah. Where, like and I said, you, you and me were the only two that really got down with the weird. Yeah. If, if one of us would have had a Ouija board, it would have been at some been point. Long. Yeah. At some point it would have been, it would have been out. And I know damn good and well from my point of view back then, even until now, for the most part, I wouldn't have even thought twice about not having a mirror in the room. No, not at all. Not at all. That would have 100% happened. The group, the group of friends that we had still have to this day for that matter. Um, you know, you know, for a fact that all of us would have been pushing that thing to its limits. Oh yeah. hundred percent. We would have been calling out the worst shit that thing could have brought forth. And half of us probably mocking it to get it there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because some of us wouldn't even believe that it's a reality. So you no. would have that envelope being pushed. And then you would have the other ones that believed in the reality of it, but wanted to push it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. That's more of the, the track I was on. Yeah. It's just... And it's it's so weird that like they had their code phrase with Jake and and even Natas. But both of those two came across at least like they were decent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe maybe it was only because they were playing by the rules. Maybe they had the situation perfect on lock so to speak, where these things couldn't influence them. Maybe they were both the same entity. Yeah. Waiting for them to get in a spot where they messed up. Yeah. Waiting for, waiting for the day when they forget to cover the mirror. Absolutely. Waiting for the day when they get, forget to cover or forget to close the board out. Cause it seems like the, uh, benevolent part of whoever they're communicating with did a lot to gain trust, a lot to yeah. gain trust, a lot to keep him coming back, keep him interested, gain trust. And then as soon as, as soon as one Sev mistake. dropped the ball, the one mistake, boom. And then at that point, at that point, it's almost like the mask was off. Yeah. Oh he yeah. Didn't, he didn't care if they knew the code was right or wrong or not. He's in it. Well, and if you think about it, you think about it, <clears throat> pardon my French here. But it could have been a fucking dick swing move when they were like, give us the code word. And it just kept going. Oh, yeah. A K E. And then, just, kept, just kept repeating it like, oh, no, 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 no. You messed up now. Yeah. Like you said. No more game games on. now. Game on. It's, it's, uh, it's. I didn't think about that. Yeah. That makes it, that makes it worse. That makes it way more. Gross. Oh, that's ultra nefarious. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, I gotcha. Yes, exactly. I got gotcha. Exactly. That is, that is it bearing its ugly face for everything that it is. 
and allowing you to see it for the first time. It it's knowing I've got you dead to rights. Yeah. I've got you. I'm not a nine year old boy, bro. I'm a yeah. 9,000 year old elder God. Yeah. And I guarantee you, if you did enough research there, I, I would almost be willing to bet that there, if there isn't a specialized entity in what happened to, to Sev, then they have the, because there's all different kinds of them with it different, makes, uh, I guess, abilities is what I would say. Oh man, it just sounds, it's, it's fucking creepy is what it is. The whole thing is creepy. Yeah. Absolutely creepy. And the yeah. fact that it, got, it went that far where dude passed. Oh, man. And like the way he was describing getting there to meet him, it reminded me of like my, my, when I was traveling to the hospital to, to try to catch Ernie. I thought the know, same thing. Because I was, we were on our way there and I was too late in my case. But it was, it was done. But damn. Like, God. And then, like, he doesn't even have, as far as we know, he doesn't even have, or he or she or whomever it is. No, it was a dude because he said all the guys. But anyways, he doesn't even have actual closure on the situation because his mind still lives in the world of possibility where it's like, was what happened to Sev the result of the board or did it, or did he get some weird infection somehow? Yeah. Because weird, weird infections happen all the time. It's a hundred, you know, these things do happen. The timing would be strange coincidence. Oh yeah. Yeah. But that's it, something that this person has to live with pondering. You know what I mean? Like they don't have a legitimate explanation for it. Like, was it caused by Jake or was it this just super bizarre coincidence that it all panned out the way it panned out? Yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't expect it. Like I, he prefaced it that you knew something bad was going to happen. Yeah. But I didn't think it would be that yeah. rough. Me either. I'm trying to look up Natas as we're sitting here. Seeing if there's any linkage to other Ouija board stories. Yeah, because like you said, I mean, obviously it spells Satan backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There's, I would, I wish there was somebody we could talk to that was really profound in Ouija boards because there could be so many implications to just that. Not this itself. The fact that it is spelled backwards. Is it just straight up trickery or is it? Yeah, you would, it's almost, it's almost like, almost like it had to reveal itself. You know what I mean? It couldn't hide itself. So yeah. I'll just, you know, you're going to know it's Satan backwards. Right. Yeah. There's, yeah. Like it didn't even take me long to piece that together. Yeah. Uh, hang on a second here. I might have something. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, no. The whole article I found here, and apparently it says something about Natas backwards, but trying to pinpoint it, it's like a whole essay. That'd be weird if it has some type of significance. Yeah, and it's it's from, it's some like, I don't know what it's from, actually. It's from the Wisconsin Lutheran Seminary. It's an essay that was written called Satanism and the Occult. It talks about exposure to Ouija boards, um, Satan forward and backward, like murder and red rum forward and backward, but I can't find the exact part in here. Well, let me search it either because it's like a PDF article. Oh, 
So, womp womp. That stinks. I've never, um, I can't remember if I've ever used a Ouija board or not. I don't know that I have. I may have messed around with one when I was younger, but there was never anything very significant. Um, I know my mom had used one at some point at my, at her friend's house. They were having some weird, uh, occurrences going on. Their house is old, but they were having smoke detectors go off without batteries in them. They had a cordless phone. They take the batteries out and it would ring and ring and ring and ring and ring. Um, in the kids room, they had like little, electronic toys, fire trucks and shit. And they would go off all the time. They take the batteries out of it and it would still go off. So they got the Ouija board out and, um, was talking to whatever this entity was. It said he had died in a fire in the house and he was the one that still resided there. And interestingly enough, not too long after that, they basically there was an electrical fire, but it didn't burn the whole house down. They caught it beforehand. So it was a weird little coincidence there. Makes you kind of wonder. A little bit. Yeah. If he was trying to get his house back to himself or what was going on there. I don't know, man. It's a really fucking, the Ouija board is very interesting to me. I, I, I did find this real quick that I'm probably going to read. It's from learnreligions.com. Do's and don'ts of using a Ouija board. Uh, The do's. Darken the room and entice the spirits to visit by lighting candles. Avoid possible distractions by turning off the television, cell phones, etc., etc. Balance the board upon your knees if possible warm up the board by moving the planchette in circles or figure eights be specific about who you wish to communicate with which just doesn't sound very smart Um, be cordial to the spirits although it is okay to ask them to leave if they are rude uh, write down the messages letter by letter. Keep in mind that spirits often misspell. Uh, they'll use slang or will even text speak. Weird. And this one, this place says, do have fun. That's bizarre. <laughs> um, the don'ts. Don't use the Ouija board by yourself. Always do it with a buddy. Um, do not confuse the spirit with questions from too many people. Assign one person to ask the questions. Do not ask questions you don't want to know the answer to, such as, when am I going to die? Uh, do not ask questions you already know the answer to, which just doesn't, this doesn't even seem logical. Do not allow... It almost like that last one, do not ask questions that you know the answer to. It's almost like you're seeing, trying to prove, get them to try to prove that they know, like prove that they're being real. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's kind of what it gets at because it says, you know, and as an example, what is my middle name? And, it, and then it puts, it's a seance, not a pop quiz. Um, do not allow the invited spirit guest to control the session. You want answers, not a lecture. And then don't accept all communications as fact. Do not be upset if your seance is a bust. Sometimes spirits don't feel like talking. I don't know. It just feels like a wishy-washy way to consider the do's and don'ts of a Ouija board. Like I feel like it was very not. Yeah, made it, yeah, it made it seem more like just a game. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I was looking for more because I've never heard that. Don't don't do it in a room with no mirrors. Yeah. So I was curious as to to see what other types of uh, situations because I, I guarantee somebody who listens to us is out there using those things. Um, like I said, they they do give me the heebie-jeebies. I'm not a, a mass fan of them because the implications set behind them. Do you think they're legit? I'll put it this way. I think they're I think they're just as legit as you being able to sit there and meditate your way into an encounter. You know what I'm saying? Like cuz I don't know, like it just and if I remember correctly, I I heard like even whenever they were creating the the not the the Ouija board, like the the commercial one that they sell. I think there was even a test that happened back then between the owners that one of them was like, okay, I believe it's real. We can go ahead and market this. It just seems crazy to me. But I guess the, the scary, obviously the scary thing with the Ouija board is that you don't know to whom you're actually speaking with. Yeah. Because there isn't, it's not like, you and me FaceTiming, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's a, it's an uncomfortable situation where trust has to be placed out there in a, in a way, unless you are proficient with um, protecting yourself, then I guess it kind of doesn't matter at that point because you would be kind of like a vet in the, in the Ouija world. Yeah. Which I mean, almost leads leads credence to them being like, know who you want to contact. So you're not yeah. just you're not just sending an open line out there like, yo, this is this is our number, call us back. You know, I feel like that's what most people do, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just cast Absolutely. the line. And even if you even if you have intention on who you want to contact, that what's keeping other entities out there from just faking it? Yeah, picking up the line. Yeah, especially if you go in there set like, oh, like I want to talk to grandpa so-and-so or I want to talk to, you know, aunt so-and-so. You're going in there in the mindset that you're going to contact, you're going to contact this family member that passed on. So you're you're already emotionally charged up and it, it almost like leads to vague responses. Um. I just got the weirdest fucking feeling, bro. I saw you look over there. I don't know what the fuck I just saw. Look at the hair standing up on my arms. (laughs) (laughs) Just out of the corner of my eye. I'm here in the pod room out of the corner of my eye because I'm focused. I'm trying to read through this thing on Natas. And out of the corner of my eye, I see... I saw a black shadow move across so much so that I thought Sarah was in here. I thought that's what happened. I thought she popped in the door. No. Because I saw you hard look. Yeah. No. Like she was peeking her head in like, hey, time to go to bed. <laughs> it's the, f- <laughs> um, uh, the fucked up thing is, bro, it's moving. <laughs> It's moving right in the fucking direction of the Ouija board. Fucking Ouija boards. That gives me goosebumps. (laughs) That's fucked. Dude, I just felt the blood like drain out of me. (laughs) I can see it in your face. Like I can see the reality of that situation. I can see your brain just. The wheels, dude. Deadlock. They're not even spinning. <laughs> it's been a long week, Holla Colt. I don't know what the fuck that was. Uh, ultra weird. I uh, like, and I'm not. I'm not one to like play into a lot of a lot of stuff, right? Like, yeah. I'm. I'm. I want to believe, but it has to be has to be 
heavy. And that startled the shit out of me, whatever the fuck does happen. That is fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, I legit thought she came in. I'm like, I didn't even hear her. Like, and then I turn around and I, and I, as it's going, I'm just like, what in the fuck? That's hella creepy. I don't even know what I'm sa- I was saying, but it doesn't matter because apparently that's my cue. <laughs> yeah, we've never had anything fucking weird happen in this bedroom or in this room. No. In this spare room. Nope. At all. Other than like the the mixer being tinkered with, or maybe it was just us not putting the levels back to normal. Don't know. Can't prove it one way or the other. But outside of that, no, there's never been anything strange to take place in that room. And I, I ain't even fucking with you guys. That, that was weird. That was fucking I weird. I almost like, when you did it, I almost was like, what, what are you looking at? Cause I saw you just hard. Just boom. Yeah. Cause I saw it moving and it's like, I, I saw it moving out of the corner of my eye. And when I went, when I turned to look at it, it just dissipated off. Like, 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 fuck, he sees me. Yeah. I didn't see anything on the camera. (laughs) It was, it was over coming through the door. Right. Yeah. Like, well, not through the door, but in that path where the door was. And I always have the camera turned this way so I can get the hollow skies occult sign in here. Yeah. Never have them really focus on the Ouija boards very much, but it is weird that we were talking about that. And that's the, that's the beeline it was making. It's super fucking weird. (sighs) That was fucking fucking weird. I don't even know what to do. (laughs) I don't even know. Like if I were listening to this, I'd be like, this, this dude is an idiot. But it and it was right right after like we were talking about whether or not they were legit or not. Yeah. I don't know, man. Oh, it gives me the heebie jeebies so bad. Yeah, dude. Because I don't get freaked out very easily. Like like normal normal shadow bro that just kicks in the house. Like he doesn't even bother me anymore. I'll see him out of the corner of my eye and I'm like, yeah, that's that's legit. This was different. I'm like used to not having anything go on in here. Yeah. Yeah. That gave me that gave me a legitimate cold chill. And I have not had one of those in a long fucking time. Well, I know the feeling. Where your your blood just runs cold, where you're just like, what? Dude, I felt it. Like when I turned, because I, I anticipated like Sarah to be in there. To come yeah. through the door, and I turned. Well, I can't and then, attest like that's that's how you turned. That's how, that was your body language, like like almost like I said, it was like she opened the door and peeked her head in, like, "Hey, it's getting late. You should probably go to bed." Like you had that and like that body language that that happened. Dude, the, fu- <laughs> the fucked up thing is like the page I've got pulled up here is talking about. <laughs> Satan and his arch demon sidekicks and Mephistopheles and all these demons. Just this whole paragraph that I was reading through at the same time was just demon after demon after demon after demon. Oh, yay. <sighs> all right, then. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Copy that. Anonymous, thanks. Thanks for your email. Seem to have sparked a very unfortunate set of events. Uh, I'm I'm curious as to uh, whether or not you get any info, more info from your uh, crew here, because I'm interested in what else went on in that room with the mirror. Uh, it also made me just think, like, granted, I don't use these, I don't open these, or uh, they've never been used. They're just hanging there as wall art. But there is essentially this computer screen is just a black mirror that sits here all evening, which is wonderful. Kind of saucy. But I'm curious as to what your uh, other friends recall that were actually in the room with Sev. Uh, if you do get any inform- any more information, definitely hit us back up. Um, anybody else that has these longer encounters keep feel free to keep sending them we'll just we'll just cycle a whole episode around them 
as we try to do. Oh, man, my my mind just shut down right there. That was fucking weird. I'm kind of with you, and it didn't even happen to me. It was weird, man. Uh, Oh, I was going to plug this earlier, but I forgot at the beginning of the show. Uh, 40 in Airwaves, everybody remember that. It is... October 6th, 7th, 8th, 2023 at Ohio Northern University at the Inn. Come and hang out at the Ultimate Podcast Conference, live podcast, podcast panels, meet and greet, uh, merch for sale, pancake breakfast on Sunday, $50 for the whole weekend. There'll be a cash bar there. We got special rates for the hotels around. Uh, Come out. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be... the Crypto of the Corn Fellers Uncomfortable Podcast Appalachian Intelligence Kill the Mockingbirds and Hollow Sky Hanging out all weekend It's going to be a great time Only 200 seats available So you're going to want to get that uh, Sooner rather than later All the information is posted on all of our socials The QR code should be up and going We got a new QR code on there. So I'm going to share the links again for everybody. Uh, definitely come and hang out with us. going to be a good, good crew there. Everybody's kind of all into the weird, got their own, their own lanes going. It's going to be, it's going to be a cool thing. So definitely check us out. But until we meet again, man, sorry that went on such a weird tangent there. That was bizarre, but stay safe friends. Stay weird. And if you use a fucking Ouija board, cover your mirrors.